0: So much for tuning back into Gems Podcast. With me in the hot seat today is Anne Cardin. And here is a bit about Anne. She is a strategic business growth and marketing and sales expert for the past 12 years, helping professional service entrepreneurs, coaches, Consultant and business owners build more successful businesses, high-end client businesses, and higher bank accounts. She is the founder and creator of her Expert in You brand and programs, a three-time author, and the number one international best-selling author, a speaker, and a podcast host of the Expert in You podcast, Anne started her first business out of financial hardship and wanted to help her family. She has since founded and sold five previous successful businesses after leaving a 13-year corporate career in business management. And today, we are going to learn how to scale up your business via a top-down approach that Ann specializes in, which for some of you that looks like reverse engineering your business from start to finish. So without further ado, please welcome
1: Anne Cardin to GEMS Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Hi, everyone.
0: My pleasure, Anne. And before we dive into your subject matter expertise, I definitely want to give the audience a chance to connect with you on a personal level. And I like to give my guests two options. We could do an icebreaker up front. Or we could play a rapid fire 10
1: question game. What are you in the mood for? Let's do a rapid fire. Sounds fun. (laughs) I might be really putting myself in the hot seat, but let's do it.
0: Okie dokie. Name one thing that you've done in your life that was crazy and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did that. Skydiving. Oh, wow. Number two, dream car or dream home?
1: Dream home. Okay, what would your dream home look like? It would be actually probably very close to the place that I just held a luxury retreat. It was a big castle set in the hills overlooking a lake. It was absolutely gorgeous. That would be, it was several levels, elevator. So yeah.
0: (laughs) Three, are you an Apple or Android user or hybrid? Apple. Four, favorite color?
1: Blue. Yes.
0: Five, if you could recreate any significant moment in your life, what would it be and why?
1: Oh my goodness. If I could create any significant moment, um, I would have to say the day after my son was born. (laughs) Not the day, the day after. Six, if you had a
0: chance to have lunch or dinner With any person living or dead, who would it be and why? Jesus. Ooh, okay. Why would you pick Jesus?
1: Oh my goodness. I can't even imagine what it would be like to sit down with him.
0: Yes. Seven. If you were a fly on the wall, Anne, and you had the ability to eavesdrop on any conversation, past or present, what conversation are you listening into?
1: It would have to be business with billionaires. (laughs) (laughs) I would have to stay very close to what I love to what I love to do. Eight, you
0: just won the lottery. And however, there is a caveat. You must donate to three charities before they release the rest of the money
1: to you. What charities are you donating to? That's easy. Uh, Food for the Hungry, Samaritan's Purse, and St. Jude's. Well, I I actually would say four, probably. Shriners Hospital, St. Jude's, anything with children. So I have a heart and a passion to help any kids with anything. Orphanages. So it would be hard to pick three, but it would all be around children. I like that. Nine. You're on a deserted island.
0: There is a gift shop. Your funds are limited, and they're only allowing you to buy one article. Here are your choices. Two bananas and a mango, a t-shirt, or your favorite CD. What are you purchasing?
1: I would choose the fruit.
0: (laughs) And then our pass or play question. Here are the rules. If you pass, our rules are reversed, and you get to ask me a question. If you play... I asked one last question. So, do you want to pass or play? I'll play. Okay, last question. If you could have any superpower, Anne, what would it be? To be able to fly. Woo! And we just concluded Rapid Fire with Ann Carden and Genesis. Now we're segueing into our topic, how to scale your business via a top-down approach. So someone listening may be like, Ann, what do you mean by that top-down approach?
1: Can you lay the foundation and then we'll build up from there? Sure, I would love to. So one of the things that... I learned early on when I came into the coaching space, is the value ladder that everyone is out there teaching. It's about putting people into your funnel with selling something very low ticket, and then you try to ascend them by upselling and putting them into things that are higher. I did all that, I tried all that. I have, most of my clients have done all of that. And what I found is it brought in the wrong clients, the people that I really wanted were not coming into because they don't buy like that. And I I had to take a step back from everything I was learning. And I had to look for a better way because I kept hitting a wall with the money I was making. I wasn't working with the clients I wanted and it was a hustle and a grind to try to get enough people to go through the funnel. So I changed everything and I started working at a high end And then everything else became a new layer in my business. So I started teaching that same method to people because it increased their cash flow. They were easily able to take their expertise and go out and get high-end clients. And it completely changed their business and their life. And you don't have to use hustle and grind strategies and techniques with the way that I teach. In fact, a lot of my clients don't even do the low-end thing at all. They don't even have that. In their business. So, yes, that's
0: and it. That, and that is a very different approach because so many people do the clickbait now, where yes. they want you to click on something that drives you through that low ticket, which is that free item. Then, in order to unlock the secret sauce of what they're teaching, which is something that you want to know, they're like, okay, take this course. And that's the medium ticket item. And then they'll give you just enough where you're like, hey, you're scratching your head and you're like, I need more information so I can put it all together. Then bam, they hit you with that high ticket item. And you're like, oh my gosh, I can't afford to pay for this. And then they're like, oh, well, I'll offer a payment plan or I'll offer this or that. And I feel like sometimes if you're on a mission to really serve people, (laughs) then you have to look at how to mitigate helping people at different price points without, you know, without coming off as not valuing yourself because everyone's time is valuable and you know time is equivalent to money. So what type of tips would you say to that individual that needs to restructure their business so they're not losing their ideal avatar because that person can very well be your avatar but they just can't afford the services right now because maybe they're in a transition period from you know, corporate, they may have got laid off or furloughed, and now they're trying to build something on their own. Mm-hmm.
1: So one of the things that I teach is I help people take what they're already experienced at, skilled at, what uh, past results, past career uh, expertise, Where it, where are, is their skill set, th- where they are comfortable, and it has high value. And I help them build a business around that, but a high-end business So the thing that a lot of people, the mistake that a lot of people make is maybe they leave a corporate job or they decide as a business owner, they want to start coaching and they start, you know, kind of going, okay, what can I offer, you know, for $47 or what can I do? And I teach them how to really package and sell what they have already in them and then go find the clients that have a need for that. And it's really these are all about your expertise, how well you can deliver, and it's about your target market. That's it. So if I can help someone go get a client right out of the gate that's going to pay them a lot of money, they now have the cash flow to do anything else they want in their business. And it's much easier because a lot of times they already have people that they're connected to, people in their network, people that would be their ideal clients, But when you're selling something very low ticket like that, you actually repel those people. And so you don't even know they exist.
0: Wow, that's a good point. So do you mind if we did a role play just to really put what you do into context? And I'll just I'll offer myself up here for leverage. So sure, let me just lay the foundation. So I spent 15 years in corporate America as a whole. 12 of those years were spent in oil and gas and energy. And my degree is in supply chain and logistics and technology with um, minors in purchasing and OLS, which is organizational leadership
1: and supervision. Do you need any more info, info? Well, first of all, that's an amazing background. An amazing career, and I have worked with uh, actually an attorney that was in oil and gas that that became a coach. So, um, so what I would do first is I would look at what were so you said supply chain. I saw a lot of very high value skills there, and what I would first do with someone is determine what of those things do you feel like you just rock that you're confident it's your sweet spot you feel really good about it you would love to do it it's like you can't wait wait to wake up and do it but you don't want to do it as a job you want to now do it as a coach or a consultant now you're advising them and you're teaching them and you're helping them be able to do that use that skill set that you have so i the first thing i would do is what would be that thing for you that that superpower really for you with the background and the amazing experience you have?
0: So I would definitely say vendor management, because I did a lot with raw material coordination and sourcing for a chemical plant, as well as dealing with global distributors and freight forwarders What in my last role as trade rights and compliance. I would also say my other sweet spot would be Purchasing so really understanding contract terms and the legalities, whether it's um, the net terms, whether it's working with the attorney to make sure that we have all our checks and balances in place, the red lines and et cetera, and that's part of contracts master service agreements. NDAs, non disclosure agreements, and et cetera. So that would be the second one. And if I could do a third one, I would definitely say um, HSE. So health, safety, and environmental, because I did
1: spend a stint in that. Okay. All of those skill sets are, are very high value, and they would all be things that there's a need for in the market. So then the second thing is okay, who would you, who would be the clients that you would be going after? And you probably would have a, one of two things, you could either advise people that are already in those roles that maybe you could improve their skill set in those roles and help them really uh, get better in their job. So that would be one avenue you could go. The other avenue you could go is to train other people in those skill sets. So there's there's really a few different ways. Um, the other avenue that you could go is to find that client that maybe doesn't have those employees but they have a need for those skills and for that help and they're maybe just on the on the cusp of expanding but they they're not yet ready to bring in an employee for that and you could consult with them and you could help them you know do that in their business so uh, there's a lot of different ways and so the the one thing that I do is I go through this whole process and until we really, figure out you know where is that what is that for you and and then also what is that worth to the market what could you charge the pricing all of that becomes a piece of what we do and then how are you going to market that and how are you going to sell that and so all of that is the foundational work that i do and then from there how are you going to scale it how are you going to do you know do do more so
0: and I like that quick role play because what some people don't realize is whenever you're going from an employee bucket to a coach or consultant, things look a little bit different because you become the one working in your business until it makes sense for you to work on your business whenever you begin to scale it up and outsource some of the things that aren't your zone of genius. And I think a lot of people get hung up on the pricing, how much to charge, because they don't want to charge too high because they think, oh, maybe someone may not be able to afford it. But is that really the issue or is the issue you having a paradigm shift and you know struggling to really solidify what you are worth, the value that you bring and the value that you're going to add to that organization. Can you speak a little on that, Anne? And feel free sure. to
1: rephrase the question. Yes, I absolutely love talking about pricing because, and there, there are several different ways to do this. So one of the things that a lot of coaches and consultants fall into is what I like to call the Facebook trap, you know, is sell something what they call high ticket, maybe 2000 or $5,000 or whatever, and then you run a bunch of people through it and this is not at all what I help people do that that's a scale strategy that is not a build your business strategy. So if you think about this. Let's say you bring in one client. So I help people get very, very high end clients. So 30, 50, 100K, 200K plus clients. And there's a lot of ways you can do this. So one way is especially consultants who are working in corporate or in the business sector. What is going to be the result that that company is going to get from what you are doing with them? So you can do a percentage. Uh, so a good example, I just came back from a retreat that I held this past weekend and I had a corporate, uh, she's she's starting her coaching business then she's going to work with billion dollar companies. And one of the things that, and she's got the whole background, she's got a background in sales and she wants to build up sales teams and help sales teams. So if she goes to them and says, okay, if I help you, Close the gap, her her company, her business is called the selling gap. So if I help you close the gap with your sales team, what would be the result of that? We're, even if we did, even if we got a 5% bump, what would be the result of that? And when you quantify that, she can say, I'm 10% of that. So if, let's just say a million dollars. If they say, well, I think, and it's a billion dollar company, so it would be much more. But let's just say, if they, if they say, I think we can boost it a million dollars, that would be 5% for us. She could then say, okay, it's $100,000. For XYZ to get started with you. And then she could have even more on the back end, or she could even structure a back-end contingency or a back-end deal. So that's one way to price is price by value, where you quantify the result and then you, char- you charge a percentage of that result. And typically that's going to run anywhere from five to 10% in most cases. And depending on the size of business. It might be around that five to seven percent, but if you're working with a multi million dollar company, that is a big leap. I mean, that's that's a lot of money, right? But the other way is to just look at uh, the type of business you're working with again, what's that quantifiable result, but then what also fits what's reasonable for them, and then you can always structure a back end contingency as well. So that there's, there's so many different ways to price. And these are all the pieces that I help people figure out. Um, I had a coach that was charging $3,500. And in two weeks, we restructured things. And she brought in a $48,000 client. And before that, her business was struggling. I mean, she had fallen into all of the same stuff that a lot of people are teaching. And she wasn't utilizing her expertise the way she could with the people that would happily pay her what she you know could what she really deserved to be paid um and so helping her just completely rewrite that proposal to reach out to the right people which is what she did on linkedin they were interested in her services. Then we put the proposal together. And she originally came back. She was charging $3,500 before and cutting her prices. So she came back with a $10,000 proposal. And I said, this is not $10,000. This is 50 dollars And I had to really walk her through why that was worth fifty, dollars and, and really help her make those shifts, those mindset shifts. But once I did, and she went back to them, she ended up closing it for $48,000 took something off. And the one thing she said to me, and this is a really important thing for people to understand is she said, if I would have gone in with the $10,000 offer, they wouldn't have become my client. They wouldn't have thought I was very good. They wouldn't have looked at me as a professional and as an expert. And, and so when you are playing at a higher level, these are this This is how they think their time is more important than money money's not an issue they want to know you can do the job they want to know that you're the expert at what you do and they are happy to pay that and they want time collapsed so when you understand that then it's so much easier to to structure things to to get even that one client you've now got the money to do anything else you want to do in your business.
0: Wow, that's powerful, and uh, that is a big jump from thirty five hundred to closing a deal that was forty eight thousand. All with just shifting those paradigms and the mindset, and just really understanding your value and the your value as a person and the skills that you bring, and how you are being an asset to that company that is going to render your services, and so many of us do struggle with that whenever we are first starting out, because we may have been in that bucket of just being an employee for so long, Mm -hmm. where we're told what to do, we don't question what we're told to do, because they're the ones paying our paycheck, and et cetera, but you have to really level up whenever you're trying to play with the big boys, and one thing that I've seen is whenever some people from oil and gas retire, they come back as a new or consultant and the Mm -hmm. hourly rate is so much higher. So some people do charge an hourly rate in the consultant space. Is that something that you advise or not
1: advise to do? I do not advise an hourly rate. In fact, I talk against it all the time. Um, And here's a few reasons why. If you are charging an hourly rate, what is going what is going to be the client's focus? It's going to be on that hourly rate.
0: Yeah, how many hours
1: can this person get the job done so they could pay the less amount? Right? Exactly, exactly. And if you are a pro and you can get things done really, really fast because you're experienced and you have all of this skill and all of this knowledge, you have now just cheated yourself because you're faster. And now you have just shortened, you just have have really shorted the money that you could make. So if you go in with a result or an outcome or a transformation that you are going to give that company, and then here is how, what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do this, they don't really care how much time it takes you, they're looking for the job to get done. And so you can charge a lot more. You don't have to manage all the hours. It doesn't matter. You could bring in help if you needed to, if you charge enough to do that and it builds, it's actually a better client, uh, coach or consultant relationship. It strengthens the relationship because now you can work closely together. The other thing is a lot of times companies don't want to give you too much because they don't want to add to the hourly rate. Like if I give you more, if I have this idea or they they really hold back, which doesn't allow you to do the job in a way that you could. So when you break down those walls and you say, this is the rate, this is what we're going to charge. This is what we'll get the job done. Now it becomes a collaborative partnership where both people are on the same team and there's no, you know, there's no counting the, cl- there's no watching the clock. There's everybody knows this is what you're going to get paid for this job. And it just is much more powerful. So if you're charging by the hour, stop, stop. And you're selling yourself short. You really are.
0: That's really good advice. And then another question I'll ask is a personal question because I hang out with quite a bit of podcasters now since transitioning from corporate. And some podcasters, they charge a fee for people to be on their show. I don't do that, but I do charge a no-show fee for someone who does not come on my show. And I make sure that I put a disclaimer on my podcast guest form to let people know upfront because I always like to be transparent. And I tell them, you will only be charged if you don't show up and I'm sure you saw that and whenever you filled out the form and some people still give me crap just for having that on the form and they're like I'm not going to pay for this and I said I didn't say to pay for and it lets me know that they're not paying attention to the details on the form or reading the information because I highlighted it in yellow and blue and I told them okay the system will automatically trigger it but there's no action for you unless you're a no-show or you fail to reschedule or cancel in an ample amount of time so I could slot someone into that um, spot because time is many. So when you saw that and just um, off the cuff, what did you think about that?
1: Were you taken back by it? Um, No, I mean, I I was surprised to see it because I'll be honest, I had not seen that, but it's clever. Um, Here's the thing. When you are targeting the right people, when you're working with better people, when you're working with, when I say better, I'm talking doing bigger things right when you are when you are really working with the right people and targeting the right people they are not going to care about $25 and they're going you shouldn't even have to put that i'll be really honest i've never had anyone not show up for my podcast ever and i don't have that on my podcast And the reason is because I know exactly who my target is. And I build a connection with them before the podcast, before the show. And so I don't end up with those kinds of issues. So if people get upset about that, you're targeting the wrong people.
0: Yeah, and it's like some of the business people. So I just had it happen this morning, and I said, "Well, I value my my time and my worth." And in the beginning, I did not have that disclaimer there, but then some people wouldn't show wouldn't show up, or I would have the people that would come on, and all they wanted to do was sell. And I was like, "That's not the mission. The mission is for us to come together, share our ideas, have a fluid conversation, and put out content that is educational, inspirational, and motivational." because it's bigger than just Anne and Genesis. It's about what type of imprint are we making and how is that driving an impact to help other people and the right people who listen to you and value what you say They could very well be your ideal avatar and client. You just never know. And that was my mindset around it. So thank you for the candid feedback because I like, I always like to get feedback because I think it's a gift. And before we jump into the call to action, Anne, is there anything else you want to say about the work that you're doing in the business front and the people you work with to just help our audience really
1: level up and think about things from a different approach? Well, I actually just want to kind of reply to what you were just talking about with the fee, if I can, and then I can add to that. But here's what I really believe, and this is what I love to help people do. Your business is your business. You can design it however you want, and you will have some that will and some that won't. And I believe that to my very core. Uh, years ago, when I was running my other businesses, I ran health clubs, and we were the highest in health club in town. And we had people that threw a fit, that we were higher. And But I learned early on that working with higher value people were less headaches and it made your business a lot more money and it's the reason I was able to keep expanding and growing more businesses and building more businesses and people always have a choice they can say yes or they can say no and if they say no you have to be okay with walking away from, from that if someone says i i don't agree with your $25 thing then guess what they don't need to be on your podcast and so i I'm just really a believer of that. And and I think that, yes, you have to do it. So you have to make sure that there's a market for what you're doing. But outside of that, your business is your business. And you can build that any way. It just lights you up in any way that works for you.
0: That
1: Absolutely. Would <laughs>
0: And thank you for adding that because I tell I tell people you have to stay true to yourself, your policies, and your procedures. Because if you've been in one area, then that person can easily say, Oh yeah, like I was able to get around this. And then next thing you know, you have an influx of people that is not your ideal target. And so I just said, Okay, best of luck to you. He said, best of luck to me, and we parted ways, and that's mm-hmm. okay. You don't go chase it chasing after people, is what I learned. There's way many Um, fish in the sea for that. So now let's jump into the call to action. And what is your call to action for our audience once they hear this segment?
1: Yes. So I have a free masterclass where I walk you through my five-step method to show you how you can utilize your skill set and your expertise and really build a high-end and ultra high-end business with clients for $15,000, $25,000, $50,000, $100,000, $200,000 $15,000, twenty-five, fifty, dollars $50,000, dollars 200000 or more. And I walk you through my exact process that I use. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I have a little bit of a sore throat. I think I told you that when I got on here. But I walk you through that exact process that I use and that I take my clients through to help them be able to do this and make those really fast financial leaps in their business.
0: That is amazing. And I will make sure I link that in the show notes. And Anne, how can our audience connect with you via your website and where you primarily hang out
1: on social media? Yes, so LinkedIn is a great place to connect with me. I am on Facebook. I'm really active in both places. LinkedIn is where probably I do more, but uh, you can reach me through both of those channels. I'm also, I'm on YouTube. Just go out and search my name. You'll have no trouble finding me. I'll just say that. Uh, Because it's one of the things I teach people is how to level up their online presence and really uh, be be found easy. So any of those ways, but if you want to also book a strategy call, you can go to acardon.com and you can book a strategy call with me.
0: And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. You just heard Anne Cardin. Last name is spelled as follows: C as in Charlie, A as in Alpha, R as in Ricky, D as in David, E as in Elizabeth, and N as in Nancy Cardin. So Anne with two Ns, last name Cardin on LinkedIn. All of her contact information will be in the show notes. Don't forget to like comment and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms. You could also see all things video on our YouTube channel by typing at GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for supporting the mission of GEMS podcast, which is to bring you content that is educational, inspirational, and motivational while we intersect the dots of diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging, because it takes all of us coming together to make this world a better place. And my guests and I cannot do it without your support. So until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share and subscribe. To GEMS podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S with WITH Genesis GENESIS Amaris AMARIS Kemp KEMS. P at gmail.com where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.